And here we go. So start with that prayer. So grateful and so thankful for the infinite love, the pure light and intelligence that is our very essence and nature. So grateful to come together and to pray. So grateful to know that our prayers land in an infinite field of love, divine intelligence, and they are powerful. We're partnering up with that higher Holy Spirit self and allowing ourselves to fully recognize our divinity, the divinity of our brothers and sisters. We come together for the purpose of healing, to share, to give and receive support. We open ourselves to the highest and best, and we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 So does anyone have anything that they'd like to bring up? Uh, Anybody having any challenges or questions related to working with clients? I can share for a minute. I, I once again this weekend had a thought of how when I started doing spiritual counseling sessions, I would go into the session with kind of an outline in my head thinking, got to make sure to tell them to write a forgiveness letter or do like, and since then I've learned it's not that. It's not about that. And it's not, you know, the answers will come through spirit. And I had a session with someone yesterday and they were talking about how they took all of the letters and everything that were given to them by a person in their life. And they had put it by the door in a, in like, a garbage bag and they weren't they were getting ready to send it but they couldn't send it and they were really conflicted and so I was I could tell that and it wasn't up to me to go in either direction with them and in that moment I had this thought I said have you ever heard of a god box and they they said um no what's a god box and I said well you know Jennifer talks about it and we have a little box and sometimes we write letters to spirit. I said, how would you feel about just getting a packing box and making it into a God box? Because they were reading all these sayings from A Course in Miracles to me as well. And I said, and decorate it with the, with the different sayings that you're reading that help you keep centered. And just give it over to God. Don't worry about throwing it away or not throwing it away. Make it into a big God box and um, you'll be given the answer. And and he was like, oh my gosh, I love that idea. I've never heard of that. Thank you so much. And it was just that reminder to me of, I never would have went into that call thinking about that or imagining it, but it was like, this light bulb went off as I was listening to the person. So I just wanted to share that. I just wanted to share that that was a big one that I went into. I used to go into sessions thinking I had to have the answers before I went into the session. Yeah, it's, you know, that's beautiful, Lori. You have inspired me with your morning practice, uh, taking the um, Ernest Holmes uh, rather the Joel Goldsmith the from the government of Eden um, the practice uh, doing that practice and ending it with the truly helpful prayer the purpose prayer and um, I so appreciate uh, you were so inspired to pick that because the first time you did it I thought I'm going to say I'm going to do that in every class from now on every podcast everything from now on I'm going to include it in everything Because to me, that prayer is medicine. It is medicine. 
And so that's the thing is, is we will be inspired. If we're willing, we will be inspired. And the only time I've ever had a session with a client where I felt like eh, that didn't, didn't go as well as I wished, it's, the client was determined to stay where they were. They were determined. Like they have fiercely held on to it. And they always shifted some, but they were just really, really, really adamant that they had problems and they couldn't be solved and uh, there's nothing that could be done for them. And I understood that that's just where they are right now. They're not staying there. And so when someone is in that kind of a mindset, um, giving them homework, they're not going to do it anyway. But you're right. It's just uh, really trusting that how it goes is perfect. And that, that's what our whole life is about. Trusting that in the moment when we're in the grocery store, that we remember to get what we need to get. And yes, we can rely on lists and things like that. But it's about checking in spirit. Is there anything else I need to get? And and really just keep going back to spirit, relying on spirit, relying on spirit, not relying on our memory, not relying on our intellect, not relying on what we've learned, but that knower who knows that, you know, uh, I, I, that uh, the one who sent me will guide me, direct me what to say, what to do. So I don't have to worry about it at all. And it's so much better if I don't, if I have the trust and the faith. That's the key to have that trust and faith. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, that's the thing is it's it's a that's why becoming a spiritual counselor, I mean, doing this work, since you started doing this work, each one of you. Do you not, don't you feel more your true self? Don't you feel more peaceful, more harmonious? Yeah. So what do you attribute that to? Specifically, what do you attribute that to? What can you see as making the difference for you? Megan. I mean, just getting out of the way. The preparation I do before uh, sessions now is at least 10 minutes of just sitting in prayer before I log on and just, you know, saying it's a visualization of opening my crown and my heart. It's, it's making sure I'm grounded. If I need to have floaty and, you know, getting spiritually very, very present and then just getting the heck out of the way and, and not trying to anticipate. And sometimes in the beginning of sessions, especially with clients I've never talked to before, they'll present this very complex, upsetting, you know, thing. And, and I'll start to feel the wheels start to spin like, oh, no, I don't know what to say about this situation. And then I remember, oh, I don't know. It's not about me. <laughs> like, I don't have to say anything about this situation. I don't have to say anything. And so just opening and getting really clear. And then usually, and sometimes it isn't until 30 minutes in, but something will come through me. And we'll both kind of stop and, you know, usually I'll get like a chill or something, something physical will happen when I go, oh, that wasn't really from me. I didn't think that in my little brain. Um, and clearly it was something that needed to come through. So um, I usually leave sessions feeling much more energized and excited about my work than coming into them. Yeah. Yeah, because we just immersed ourselves in the flow of love, got in touch with our true identity and put our littleness aside. Mm -hmm. Yeah, beautiful. Who else? What, what can you say that you're, you're seeing that's different in you because of doing the spiritual counseling? Amanda. I seem to be more level, even, you know, when I'm not in the sessions, I don't feel the need to get involved in drama at work. I, 
uh, I just, it is, it's just level. And, and I, you know, and then I have whatever thoughts are going in on in my mind at work or wherever I'm able to recognize them. And sometimes I choose to, um, sometimes I choose just to let my ego rule. And, and sometimes I give it to God, but I know I'm starting to notice the difference on a more, on a more regular basis. And for me, I, doing the sessions, it's a whole hour or however long it is completely devoted, completely partnered up a hundred percent partnered up. So very little mind wandering happens. And then, you know, and when I'm in the session, cause I feel like that's my job and I take my, you know, whatever job I'm doing, I take it pretty seriously. I'm like, Nope, that's not my job right now. So I have to let that go. So it is, it's partnering up. It's amazing. And I do, I, I do have another question as yeah. well. Um, so I did a session for someone a couple of months ago and they're popping up in my mind. Um, it was about this, this woman who wants to m- move. She's been wanting to sell her house for years and she wants to move. And we did a session about it and we recognized a, a block that, you know, it wasn't, it was more like she was pushing instead of allowing, she was pushing to move instead of allowing the move. And I have some ego happening because I want to call and check on her, but I'm afraid to check on her because what if her problem's not resolved? So I'm having this ego battle, whether do I, I mean, cause she hasn't reached out to me and I know her, she's not from this masterful living community. She's from my home community. So I, I'm, I'm in a little ego battle with my mind and I'm not sure what to do about it. Okay. So what is your role as the spiritual counselor? My role is to hold the highest and best for her, no matter what, is to know that that is already happening for her. Right. So she's helping you to be able to strengthen that muscle to stand in the knowing that it's already done. It's already happened. And in the mind of the infinite, it's unfolding in the world of form and all is extremely well Mm -hmm. and to not be moved from that. So when you have doubt and you want to check because you're curious, uh, it's, it's um, like the, think of it this way. Think of like, uh something's incubating and but like if you if you have let's say a a chicken that's you've got the egg like if you open that egg up and then look and then tape it all back up again is that going to be a good idea no 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 (laughs) not a good idea so you that's where you have trust you just have trust but it's natural and it's normal. I have curiosity about what people are doing. I'm a very curious person. So I have curiosity all the time. I mean, I, I'm so curious about what people are doing and thinking and all of that. I said to my roommate this morning, I said, I'm just curious. You often leave the cabinets open in the kitchen. And I'm just like, is there a purpose to that? Are you thinking about that? Or is it just like, what, what's happening there? I'm just not sure what's happening there. And uh, <laughs> he said, I was thinking about that too, because I know that that's kind of a thing for you. I said, well, I'm just, you know, just wondering. And I do think it's funny that my family, you know, had this thing about leaving the cabinets open up and the drawers open too, like silverware drawer. Is it good to keep it open? Wouldn't it be good to keep it closed so you don't bang into it? I don't know. It's just a thought. Like, why keep the cabinets open? I don't know. Um, it's so much neater if they're closed. Yeah, it's just, you know, how we are. And um, so, yeah, I'm just curious. But I've learned to, and I learn this more and more all the time, that even though I'm curious, I can just, let that curiosity go. I don't need to know. 
I don't need to know. But there have been many times when I've been curious about clients that, you know, they they book a session because they've got a job interview or they're going to have a big conversation with somebody in their life or and and um, and then I I may never hear from them again. I don't hear how it turned out. Uh, many times I will say at the end of the session, keep me posted. Let me know how it goes. And they, they usually don't. They usually don't. Sometimes they do. Sometimes it's really good, then they will. But sometimes it can be really good and they don't. So just let it go. I, 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 I personally don't check with them because... It would depend. It would depend on my relationship with that person. But where I sit as a a teacher and a leader in this community, it can be intrusive. It can be burdensome to actually have me check up on. Because if the person doesn't have good news, they might feel like they're failing, that they, they could even extrapolate somehow that I, they're, they've disappointed me and I, I, it can be a burden, you know? Um, when I was just spiritual counseling and teaching the workshops and things here and not in, in such a strong teacher position, I... I would I wouldn't follow up with somebody unless there was something really intense like their child had died then I would follow up with them and and just let them know I love them and you know um if I saw them if I happened to run into them somewhere I would definitely you know say how are you doing and if they didn't tell me about whatever it was then I, I probably wouldn't bring it up. Because if we're chatting and they're not bringing it up, there's probably a reason why they're not bringing it up. And it, it could be that they forgot that they even told me about it. You never know what's going on with people. So, but it's about, people don't have to perform for us. It's about their privacy. So here's the thing is, let's say you did a session with me and then I followed up with you. Well, how did that go? Did you talk with your husband about it? How did that go? How would that feel to you? It depends on what happened. It could feel uncomfortable. It could feel uncomfortable. It could feel uncomfortable. And if we were in... If we were socially and you did it, I'd, that would be different than like if we were actually in another session, because, you know, if, if we had another session together, that's right. Well, then uncomfortable is what I signed up for. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And you'd be, you, you could be uncomfortable depending on how it went for a myriad of reasons, right? To be different for different people. And so, yeah, I've just learned that to follow spirit's guidance. Sometimes spirit's like follow up with that person, follow up with that person. But most of the time, not even, but they'll still come into my mind. I'm curious. I'd like to know. I'm interested, you know, because of the natural curiosity. But to me, that curiosity, it, it is ego. It is ego. And so I'm training myself to sometimes, well, not sometimes, but to really be like, do I need to know about this or not? Is this just ego wanting to have the details, the gossip, the juicy juice stuff and, and to say, oh, I helped that person, you know, or whatever, um, but even sometimes with some of my very closest friends, they'll they'll talk with me about something for quite a while and then forget to let me know how it goes. You know, I'll probably talk with them in two days, but they don't let me know that day or the next day. 
So when it's a close friend, uh, sometimes I'll just say, how did it go, you know? But uh, the other thing I'm going to mention uh, before I forget it is when I lived in L.A. and I was seeing a lot of clients in person and I would see those clients at church at Agape because I was facilitating something there, because I was doing a service in the service there, or just attending a service there, because I was there a lot. So I in in meetings and things like that, and you know, in in uh, involved in different ministries and leadership and things, I would frequently run into counseling clients, and even at parties, parties with friends. And um, I would go uh, sometimes to a party and um, I might be talking with somebody and uh, somebody else would come over. And then like, let's say I'm talking with Sue and then Phil comes over and then Sue leaves. And then Phil says, uh, I didn't know, you know, Sue, how do you know Sue? Sue's my client. Right. I'll say, oh, I know her from church. I wouldn't say she's my client. Wouldn't tell anybody she's my client. That's for her to tell, not for me to tell. So that that's important. Um, and so be mindful of that in our community that um, like if you talk with somebody and uh, you're doing a session with them and um they mention, oh, you know, uh, so and so is my new prayer partner, and that person's their, your client has been your client. You, you don't need to say anything. You're just like, oh, that's wonderful. You don't even need to say you know them, you know, or say, oh, I've heard them share. They're yeah, they're really um, lovely or something. But it's about respecting people's privacy. It really is. Um, it, it, that's so important. It's so important. I, I I had a spiritual counselor for a number of years who was really, really helpful to me, but it always bothered me that she constantly told me about other clients. She said, I've got a client, this guy, he's 50 years old, he's this, and she'd give me all these details about this. And I thought, she's telling the same stories about me. And I... I, I I always felt uncomfortable with that, but she was very helpful to me. So, and I don't need to have any secrets from anyone. I really don't. I don't need everybody to know my business because it probably wouldn't be helpful to them, but um, I don't need to have any secrets. I, I don't need to, I don't need to do anything I'm ashamed of anymore. So, um, but a lot of people are ashamed about things. And many people would be ashamed that they needed help. And so, yeah, I just keep that quite private. But I've been in situations where people said, you know, oh, that celebrity, they're, they're my client. And I'm always like, oh, yeah. <sighs> so something to to, uh, I'm so glad you asked that question, Amanda. So given how you know that person and all this, what, what, what would you say now? So I'm not going to call her to check in. I'm going to go with when she pops into my mind to just know that it's resolved. I believe one of the books that we read talked about, I don't even remember which one, but it was, um, when this person, I think it was Goldsmith, because he was a healer, that he, if it came into his mind, he would just hold it and hold it until he felt it was resolved. And anytime a, a client came into his mind, he would just hold it. So I am going to do that instead. Because, you know, I try to try to take things off the altar all the time. So I think this is one of those practices for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if it, and it is different, if you have a long time relationship with somebody. Mm -hmm. So for instance, um, it, it, it is different when you have a long time counseling relationship with somebody. It just is. It shifts. 
because you do become friendlier. So for instance, my first counseling client, I'm the godmother of her first child. They have become like family to me. And she calls me whenever she would like prayer. She calls me to run things by me, but I'll go out and stay with them for 10 days, you know, and be there with their family. I know the parents and the grandparents, and I know their closest friends and I'm like an auntie in the family. And so I, I would definitely check in. How did that go? I would definitely check in because we have that kind of a relationship. It's an intimate relationship. So that's a bit different, but counseling clients do evolve to that sometimes, you know, was especially with someone who you see on a very regular basis over a period of time, then to check in. And it might be best to check in with a text, you know, if you're not, because a call can be, especially these days, a call is kind of like a call. You know, I mean, that's how I feel like who's going to call me without messaging me like my closest friends, if they want to talk with me, they don't usually just call. They text me first. Not that they have to, but it's just like, why, why call me if, the, if I'm not available? You know, so I get text messages that say, can you talk now? Talk later? You know, when can we talk? So um but I'm curious to know what other people would share about this topic. Can you state the question again? I, we talked about so many things. What what question do you have out here right now? Yeah. So uh, Amanda had said she had a client that she counseled and she's curious about how it's resolved, how it's worked out. And she wanted to follow up with the client and check in. Megan. So um, I had a, a long-term client who was dealing with significant health issues, um, cancer and treatment. And I didn't hear from her. Like we just, something happened and we just didn't schedule out. And then I just didn't hear from her for a long time. So she was close to my heart. And I, I have, I do a prayer with all of the people that I'm seeing every day, you know, holding them in mind and seeing the best for them. But I kept getting her name. I kept, she kept crossing my mind. And so I did eventually just send her a little text and just said, Hey, thinking about you, little heart, you know, and that reinitiated, you know, gosh, I've been going through such a hard time, but I'm better now. Let's schedule for next week. And we got reconnected. So I feel like there is the curiosity factor, which is from ego, but there is also, I feel like spirit sometimes will kind of put somebody in front of me a bunch, Absolutely. whether it's a friend or family or a client. And it's, I've learned to trust when that's happening, just a little sending them love and then just let it falls in their court. You know, they can do what they want with it. So I'm not asking anything of them. I'm not, you know, saying, how are you or how's it going? I'm just saying, thinking of you, sending love. And that feels a little bit different to me. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, that's a beautiful example. Yeah. And we can do that with text now. See, back when I was living in L.A., I wasn't really texting people. As I, I really... I just wasn't a texter and I, I was late to get a cell phone and I resisted as long as I could. And as soon as I got it, I thought, Oh my God, why didn't I get this sooner? But um, I, I can also tell you a little story uh, apropos of this, that a few years ago uh, I was visiting my family in New Jersey and uh, I won't go into it, but my nephew, Ben, um, uh, we were going to the science museum and he, he kept me, kept me and Mikey waiting for like a half an hour while he took a shower. He, we were supposed to leave at 1030 and it's 11 o'clock. He's still in the shower, you know, and he, he, I got furious with him. I got really furious with him. And uh, because at that time I just thought this is so disrespectful. Why is he disrespecting me? What does this mean? And uh, it really triggered me. And um, uh, 
I said to Ben, when we got in the car, I said, Ben, I don't know why you'd be so disrespectful to us and to me. And I don't, I don't want to get into it right now. I just want to have a good time at the museum. But whatever it is that I've done to cause you to, to be this way towards me, I'm going to put it right. And I want you to know I'm going to put it right. So we'll, we'll talk about it later. And he's like, what are you talking about? But because he was just not paying any attention. So, you know, he didn't have any intention to be disrespectful. But in that moment when I was so upset, I mean, I was really, that's the last time I can remember being so upset. Um, Venerable called me. And I was not next to my phone. And so I didn't get the phone call. But the message was joy, 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 Jennifer. Life is filled with joy. Keep focused on joy. (laughs) Something like that. And I was like, oh, there you go. That's why she's my teacher. So, you know, with so many people in my life, people are always constantly cycling through my mind. And that's what I do is I send them a blessing and know that all is well. Yeah. So. Lori. You know, I've been, I've been working with this, whether to reach out or not, um, in friendships as well. Um, and last week I was going through it. And what I started to realize when I sat with it, because I was like, why, what are my motivations for reaching out to this person right now? The answer was, I want to be seen as a good friend. Yeah. And so there have been times, even with counseling clients, I'm thinking of them, why would I reach? I want to be seen as a good counselor. Like, so if I realize that my motivation is coming from my need to be reassured and um, as a four on the Enneagram, I'm learning to self-soothe because sometimes it, it's not, you know, that's a thing of the past, but it's something I'm working on. That was the other thing that came to mind as this conversation was happening, like just even checking in because if we're concerned for someone, that's not helping them, (laughs) you know, and that's what it brought up for me, this conversation. And I'm, it's because I'm doing it within myself. I'm looking at it within myself right now too. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. To me, this is really high level. Uh, We're working at the level of the mind. We're really purifying and clearing out all the cobwebs of patterns that are egotistical. Because that, that is the ego's way, right? It's all the little ways to feel like we're important, we're special, we're helpful, we're this, we're that. And um, it it creates a lot of uh, just intensity that is not helpful to us at all. And, but it takes real strength of mind to be able to let it go and to, to recognize it in the first place. I'm just trying to be helpful. I'm just trying to be helpful. I'm just being concerned. Like you're saying, I'm just being a good friend. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for that, Lori. This is why doing the counseling, it is so helpful to us. It is such a teacher to us that we we get so much opportunity to learn about the, the wily coyote nature of the ego. And to observe it, people are helping us to see the trickster in the mind and uh, the quicksand in the mind. And we are offering them love and seeing them as whole, seeing them as perfect. That is the medicine. That is what, so it's not about finding the perfect tool for them to use. It's really just sitting with them, knowing their perfection and their wholeness, knowing that the highest and best right answers are all 
within them and they're coming out. We don't have to give it to them. It's within them and really standing tall in that. It takes strength because the ego keeps saying, you're not enough. You need to do more and you need to be the one and all of that. That's why when we do the intensive, I always talk about how I would sit there and go, Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me inside because I didn't know what to say or what to do. I had no idea. And the only hope I had was to turn it over. Yeah. And that is that is what Goldsmith teaches. That is what Ernest Holmes teaches. That that is the teaching. It's to see them rightly. Yeah. Anybody else having a challenge with something? Or a win, something wonderful. Dina. And Dina, by the way, I I have heard from, I often hear from people's clients, like uh, I hear how wonderful people are and things like that. But Dina, I've heard that from uh, someone about you recently. And, um, and they talked about it in a community call too, just FYI. Oh, well. That's, that's really nice. Well, so maybe that'll help you understand, help guide me on my challenge. Um, and I, I don't know at this point if it's that I'm too self-reliant, if it's because I'm working a regular job and transitioning out, and I, I'm now up to like eight clients or something. So I have to work all that in to my regular job and then everything else that goes on. But I have found... And I do most of my work Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And sometimes I find by Thursday, I'm so just exhausted. Now, I don't know because the part of the exhaustion I had last week was from something I did for my day job. We went and had to teach. We did some teaching with the middle school. And when I got home, I was like, oh, I don't think I have anything left in me. And it, it's concerning to me because what I'd like to do is increase my energy and my resiliency and my being there for people and being a conduit. or So I'm willing to look at whatever. Um, I'm listening to several people that they've said here, they get energized by counseling. I don't know that I get energized necessarily physically. I'm excited about it. I'm interested, very, very interested to see people's thought, you know, that, that I finally now know what it is to work at the level of the mind or work in the invisible, especially after the stop playing small retreat, it just like, oh, I get it. You know, I really, really get that. And that's kind of what I've started doing in counseling now is I'm, I'm seeing people present that and they always have both. They always, they always have a little bit of the, what you might call the bigger mind or the bigger self thoughts. And then they have the, the, more self-destructive survival, sometimes quite cruel, small self thoughts, and then helping them peel through that is fascinating to me. So I guess, you know, and I've, I'm starting to do my own counseling. I worked with Megan on Friday and, you know, just trying to make sure like, how do I refresh myself? So, and I, I don't, I, you know, I don't want to, um, and I realize I'm doing a lot. So that may just be chill girl, you're doing a lot. But if you have any suggestions on how to refresh or how to how to allow the physical to not take a hit, I guess, a drainage hit. I'm not quite sure how to state it, but you know, is it maybe sitting still a little, maybe less talking, more listening? I'm not sure, but I'm open to anybody's suggestions so that I can increase my client base while still working this this job and transitioning out? Yeah, it's a really good question, Dina. So there are a couple of things, at least two, that really um, are draining. And one of the, two of the reasons why um, therapists and counselors get um, burned out. So number one, I would say, is being empathetic. And so uh, in, in uh, 
finding freedom. And in Masterful Living, I talk about empathy and I talk about it in the intensive as well. So empathy is really when we kind of join with the person energetically to feel their pain. That's, that's empathy. I feel you. I feel your pain. Um, and we're taught in our ego-based society that that's, that's a loving thing to do is to feel other people's pain. But to me, it just amplifies it. And that's not a good thing. Uh, so we, I, I give a whole thing in, in Finding Freedom about sympathy, empathy, and compassion. And moving, you know, and sympathy is looking down on a person, you know, there but for the grace of God go I. Oh, poor them. So pitiful what's happening to them. Oh, uh, and that's judgment, you know, that it's bad, it's not good. And uh, not always 100%, but generally. And empathy is the I feel your pain. I, 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 I'm down there in the mud with you, my friend. Uh, but compassion is loving understanding. So that is healing because it's got love in it. Now, Course in Miracles talks about empathy differently. I'm not even going to, I don't even deal with that. You know, I just, I, this is what spirit guided me to sympathy, empathy, compassion, choose compassion. Cause I, I'm an extremely empathic person and it's very easy for me to feel other people's pain. And that was debilitating to me. Similarly, um, when we're judging other people and their situation and their circumstances, uh, we're, we're going to feel drained by that as well. So I, for instance, I was talking with someone recently who was saying this person's energy was really difficult for them. And I said, if you take their energy as a, they are there <clears throat> sent by God to help you uh, stay contained, to stay non-judgmental, to be truly helpful, to be compassionate, but not uh, codependent. Uh, and then they become like the sandpaper that smooths your mind, uh, rather than the person that is <clears throat> draining your energy. I, I don't think other people can drain our energy. It's really, but when we are judging them and thinking that something's wrong with them, and or that this situation is difficult, it's hard, I have to figure it out, all those kinds of things. Those thoughts are draining. They are tiring and exhausting. So just watch for anything like that that's going on in, in your sessions. Uh, and you're right. You have to manage your, your energy. Uh, so for me, I, I put self-care first. Uh, I don't go for many days without getting plenty of sleep occasionally but and I it's eating very clean is extremely helpful and when we get tired that's when we start to eat the foods that are most satisfying so they're going to be high sugar high fat high salt and things like that that are not going to give us good energy nice clean energy so I I um I've really learned that eat lots of vegetables, tons of potatoes, and and uh, you'll have plenty of energy physically, and you'll be a nice clean diet. But eat it all without a lot of fat, a lot of oil and butter and stuff that is hard for the body to process. Drink lots of water. Yeah, those kinds of things. Do you feel like any of that is helpful to you? Anything that is a good reminder? Or... I, I have increased my carbohydrate intake. I found that it was somebody was helping me look at my diet. I, I was low. I'm one of those like, let me not let me pass up on the bread. And that. So I have increased that. That's probably where some of the energy I do. I feel good today. Um, so I'll watch. I, I don't know. I, I'm, it could be any and all of that. I don't, I don't know. Could be just oh, too many things going on. I am highly, highly empathetic person. Like, yeah. 
So I know that's that could be that. And to answer the question about reaching out to clients, I, I really never, ever feel that come across my mind, reach out. I, I have a sense of them between meetings with me, they're doing their work or they're, yes, I kind of have the sense of them um, thinking and, and coming around. And so I, I don't, I know the next time we meet, um, I, I'm, I look to see the growth. And so I, I don't think there's a problem there. Although I would reach out, you know, some of the situations you guys are talking that maybe the person is ill or I've got a more intimate relationship. Um, so I, it could be that I get in there with them and because I do feel like I'm walking around with them. I do have that sense. And, and, and then, you know, sort of feeling into it. Uh, so I don't know if that's something maybe I'll try, I'll experiment a little bit with trying to have it come from a different direction. I don't know. I don't know. I love the work. I would like to feel a little bit more resilient, a little more refreshed um, at the end of session. So, yeah, yeah, I think the empathy factor there, Lori. You know, uh, Dina, I do little things now, even during the session. So sometimes, like this past weekend, I was listening to someone and I could feel myself getting tired. So I put myself on mute and I started doing breath of fire yoga wise. Mm. I will keep a glass of water near me. I'll stop and I'll drink the water. Um, I do little like tricks that I can do in that moment while I'm in the session to help like in case of meltdown kind of, I have an in case of, of energy leak kind of a list that I do while I'm in session that helps me. So um, that's something I've noticed has, has worked for me. What else is on your list other than breath of fire and drinking water? I will ask, you know, I will sit there. I can do Ho'oponopono. I'll go into that. Um, sometimes even just shifting in my chair. Sometimes I'll put my hands on my heart. And just it's a reminder to me. There are things that the person's not going to notice that I'm doing, but I know that I'm doing them to recharge myself. Um, there are, there are, I don't, what's coming to mind now is I'm sure there are mudras you can do to rebuild your energy. I don't necessarily know what they might be, but anything I can even do during the session if I feel my energy shift. Yeah, that's a really good suggestion about the breath of fire. Um, it's possible that I'm going to pay attention to that. I might be doing shallow breathing or something. Um, I, I think I'll pay attention to that. Thank you. That's a really good suggestion. Another thing is to sit up straight. So for me, my preference here in my office is um, I'm on a, a, a love seat. And um, I have a yoga cushion that I'm sitting on, on top of the love seat, so that I can, because um, uh, I like to sit cross-legged, and so I can sit cross-legged, and I'm not resting against the back. Sometimes I do, but I can also sit for a long time. Uh, it strengthens my core, but it also just keeps my spine erect, and I, I find that helpful too. Um, oh, you know what I see you do, Jennifer, from time to time too, and I noticed it, is you'll do an essential oil and you'll go like this and you'll go. I do. I do that. that that's self-care too. Yeah, it is. Yes, I'm going to do a, a thing on essential oils soon. Yeah, so you can look forward to that. And I have my little diffuser here too. But I just love essential oils. I'm cuckoo for essential oils. Does anyone do anything with stones or um, you know crystals or anything like that? Is that what would you recommend for that? I just sometimes hold crystals, or if I'm wearing a necklace with a crystal, I'll hold on to it whatever you feel drawn to. 
Yeah, I would say amethyst, citrine, these are the ones that are not going to amplify any negativity that you might be feeling or thinking. Um, what also, um, I, I, I have in the past prayed for myself during the session silently. Uh, I have done Ho'oponopono for sure. Sometimes just doing Ho'oponopono for the person while I'm listening to them has been helpful. I, I talk about in the intensive that when I first started counseling people, I, it, it, I, I started to feel that, that drainy feeling that you're talking about. And I realized that I, I because of the, I was seeing clients in person uh, almost exclusively in person, pretty much for years. Um, and I had them seated uh, adjacent to me. Uh, so I had like a, a sofa and a love seat, you know, like as many people do. And so my client could sit to the side of me and they could look out my picture window. So I could stay focused on them and they could look out the window. So they're not focused on, oh, there's a person. How am I feeling? What's going on with me? They could just look out the window while they were talking with me. Um, and but they I always wanted them sitting within my aura. So within three feet so that they could become entrained with my heart chakra. And anybody who's in your aura field like that, whoever's got the the highest vibration, they're going to become entrained with you. And so, you know, which means they're going to they're they're going to level up to where you are. You know, pull them up, which is another you know advantage to sitting with somebody in person. Oh, we do you do they? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but do do they? you're leveling them up. Are they leveling you down at all? It's not possible. It's really possible. No, nobody can bring us down without our permission. And it's not that they bring us down. It's that our thoughts about them bring us down. That's one of the things I learned. It's glad to learn that. Because for how many years did I agree with everybody in the world practically who said, that person is such a bummer. They're bringing me down. They're harsh in my buzz. Their energy, their negativity is so hard for me to take. It's like, no, it's your thoughts about them that is so hard to take. And really realizing, oh, I can have dominion over my mind was super helpful to me. Because I definitely did have clients that it challenged me, you know, it really challenged me to how am I going to help them? And, ooh, they are so entrenched in that thought. Uh, and, oh, there's another judgment. Oh, there's another, 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 another. Oh, my God, it's a plethora. And so just they taught me how to give all that up so that I could be truly helpful and be with them and really love them. So, as long as we're willing, we're succeeding. As long as we're willing, we're succeeding. And that's a beautiful thing. That's a really beautiful thing. Um, so, but what I realized when I was sitting with my clients in person I realized, oh, I am becoming empathetic with them that I had, and this is what I talk about in the intensive, that my whole way of living in this world up until that point was I would energetically become entrained with that person, become enmeshed with that person. And then I could start asking questions like, how did this happen? Why do they think that? How did they get this way? And uh, and I would do it through feeling what they felt, becoming empathetic with them. 
and feeling what they were feeling, then I could, like a detective, start to figure out, well, where did this come from? How did it get grown? Uh, what's happening now? What's the antidote? I would figure all that out from getting entrained with them. And uh, then fortunately, Spirit showed me, that's not helpful. Don't do that. You can get all the answers to all the questions without feeling their pain. Just ask. And so, and I don't need to know all the answers anymore. I don't need to know why or whatever. So now it's just, just whatever's helpful to them. That's all I need, spirit, whatever's helpful to them. And, uh, and so I've, I've learned to become more effective, more efficient, and happier, healthier. And you know what is great for the client, for the client who's really interested in healing, really willing, it's great if the therapist is not going, oh, my God, <laughs> you know? oh, God, ah, you know, even internally, that you're, you can, you know, everything's neutral. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a powerful training to do this work. Powerful. So we're at our time. And did anybody have anything uh, that they were really needed to, to bring up that they, for some reason, didn't? All right. So we're going to next, our next time will be on Monday at three hours later. And so that Kelly can come because uh, that's her 6 a.m. And this is her um, 3 a.m. Just too hard for her, to, of course. So we're, we're happy to support her. She's very gun ho and, um, very glad that we can support her. So we're going to be alternating each month between the time we started today and the three hour later time. And we moved to Monday because Sacred Circle moved to also accommodate the Australians. And so just glad we're working it out. Dina. Yeah, I meant to ask you, did I understand correctly some time ago that you said you offer the counselors a training, a, a counseling session so that we can see, experience that. Is that correct? Yes, there are three that are required during the training uh, because it's really about, it's, it's really about you learning different styles of counseling. So, so how I, do we sign up for that? I'm having a little trouble. I was pretty sure that you said that, but then in trying to sign up with you, I haven't been successful. Yeah, right now, usually my all the counseling time I have is booked up usually a month in advance. Mm -hmm. uh, I only have, you know, so many hours a week that I can dedicate to counseling and a lot of it goes to the one on ones. Uh, so, but you just let GJ know, just email GJ and say, you I, like did. I did okay. email him. So yeah. should I just follow up with him then? Did he not respond to you? He did not respond. Maybe maybe he just got past him or something. So I'll I'll check on that. I just want to make sure it wasn't I who was incorrect about that. No, no. Would you do me a favor mm -hmm. and just send the email that you sent to GJ, send it to me at mlc at jenniferhadley.com. And that's the other thing is always email me at mlc at jenniferhadley.com. And if you would like to book a counseling session, good luck to you. I'm kidding, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> you know, um, uh, one of the reasons why I charged $200 for an hour is so people won't book them. They'll, they'll go, oh, well, let's see what the other options are, what Jennifer's counselors charge. Maybe I'll go, because I, 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 I would like them to go to the counselors and not to me. Um, but it's also, I, I don't really have time. I'd rather 
do the, the group work. So, um, but I'm very happy to do the one-on-ones when we can schedule them. So what I usually will do is I'll find another hour in my schedule to do it. So, um, but if, if you CC me, then I'll know to start looking for an hour so that it doesn't become two, three weeks away. It can be within a week or 10 days. Do we need to come to you with a problem or can it just be, I mean, what, what would you like us to come with as we meet with you? Lots of presents, lots and lots of presents. Offerings. Um, yeah, no, the thing, I mean, obviously, if you've got something to work on, that that's going to be helpful to you. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, but the, the idea is so that you will experience three sessions with me so you know what, what I'm doing and what it's like to be in a session with me. And I do encourage you to book with, uh, that's what I did when I was training to be a practitioner, is I, um, I, I had one counselor that I was seeing for a few years before I went into the training. And then once I went into the training, I started to book sessions with uh, all the counselors that I knew were very successful and had, you know, were full-time counselors. And I wanted to see what everybody was doing how they were different and they were different. Yeah. I, I, that was helpful. This is part of my education. So I would encourage everybody to book sessions with the folks who've been certified. And if you would like some referrals for me of other counselors outside of the ministry, people that I've, I've done counseling with, I am very happy to do that. Yeah. Everybody has their different flavors and styles. So. How about maybe modeling some counseling sessions in this group or for all of us? I, I can do that with this time too. I'm happy to do whatever you would like in this time and to, to meet your needs. Absolutely. Yeah. So at the next session, just to say, can you, can you do a modeling counseling session, but be, be, be also be prepared that you might be, somebody else might have a, a, a thing like if I had said that if somebody had brought that up at the beginning does anybody have anything they would like to have worked on and do remember that I kind of do that in sacred circle mm-hmm. that's true I, I mean that is what sacred circle is for and why I require a year of it for you in this um, we don't do the praying I don't ask them what their intention is because they've, they've already told me what they're working on and um, but yeah and yeah, that's I was what, thinking more of it would be a time saving for you that that way 10 of us can get the benefit of one hour or something like that. Come to Sacred Circle. Okay, I will come. I've listened to many of them. Yeah, but that's what Sacred Circle is for. Okay. It's for that mini session experience. It's not the same because there's not the pray in and the pray out and all of that, but it is, you know, it is spiritual counseling. And it is a slightly different because I also want to spread it out over everybody. Like this one, I could feel has got this flavor of it. And this one's got this kind of shade of it. And so it, it is more generalized than it is specific. I also don't wish in sacred circle to really intensely put people on the spot. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, yeah. But I'm always happy to do that. Okay, so we are grateful. We are thankful for the love of God that is awake and alive in our heart, in our mind. We're shining with God's love. We are partnered up with that higher Holy Spirit self. And we are grateful that we're giving ourselves over to be truly helpful. We are grateful and thankful that We are here only to be truly helpful. We are here to represent the one who sent us. And we don't have to worry about what to say or what to do because the one who sent us is directing us, leading us, guiding us every moment in every way. We are content 
to go wherever spirit sends us because spirit goes there with us, before us and behind us. We are grateful and thankful that we are being healed as we are learning to heal and the healing is happening now. In the mind of the infinite, the healing is already done. We are a blessing to our clients and they <clears throat> are a blessing to us. We are grateful to bless and support each other and this ministry and to share the benefits with every brother, every sister. No one is left out. Full blessings all around for everyone, everywhere. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. <coughs> amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate your help, everybody. Love to be with you. Mwah. Bye for now. <coughs> oh, what is...